skin and blister. We're two sisters. Supporting each other from across the pond. All right, all right, all right. Hey, hey, it's Kez here on Skin and Blister Pod. Hi, Saz. Hi, Kez. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I am good. It is a sunny day in East London, so that is very exciting. It feels like the first signs of spring have sprung, so here we are. Oh, nice. I mean, I doubt it's going to be spring yet, but it's a nice thought. I mean, it is still January, so I know, I know, I know. I'm just try. I'm just here trying to crush your hopes and dreams. But um, it is gray here, but very warm. So similar vibe, except for no sun. Just that little <laughs> lick of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> How did it taste? Did it taste like power and glory? No, it tasted kind of foamy because <laughs> it's got the foam thing on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's serious Greg Goat vibes going on because he was trying to eat it last time we had him. Yeah, on. he's always doing such um, things. He is. Yeah, it was funny. I was at when I was at home um, visiting the parentals. I was looking through uh, family photo albums, and in all of them, like his face was like so crazy. It was never once like a normal smile. And I know mom, like, hates that. She was always like, let's have a nice picture. Let's have a nice... Do you remember, let's have a nice family supper? Where yeah. everyone takes and... their turn to speak. Yeah. And then you would take over and monopolize the entire conversation. And dad would let you, because you were his Well, it's because I had a lot of interesting things to share. And no one else was very interesting. <laughs> What, about how you were a real angel, not a pretend one? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> we had a massive argument about it, and then I got in trouble, because I was crushing your hopes and dreams, just like I do now. Oh, gosh. Nothing's changed. Tell us about your weekend. What have um, you been up to? Oh, boy. It has been action-packed. Um, I went to Raleigh to see the rallies. Um, Simon's brother and his wife and her kid, her kid had a birthday, so I was bringing the chicken to his birthday oh, party. That's so nice. Um, yeah, really nice. Um, it, it was, so the birthday party was, um, these airsoft guns, these pellet guns. Nerf um, guns. so we went to this, no, 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 way <laughs> worse, way worse. Like airsoft, they they look like real guns, but they use like little plastic pellets instead of bullets. It's painful. Um, it's really painful. Oh, I yeah. That. So, we went to this course, right? And it's super cool. Like, imagine, like some someone who's really into like zombie movies had the time of their life creating this place. It's just this massive area with like shipping containers like an old hotel barriers in the woods like old broken down cars everywhere and basically what you do is you like rent it for an hour you get the guns and all that and then you can like have a group and fight each other um (laughs) it's like war games basically so i was uh i wasn't gonna do it but then 
I was standing there and all the kids, there were like four little boys, like between nine and 11 mm-hmm. years old. And they were all like, come on, come on, do it. You should do it. So I was like, okay. It didn't take much convincing because, you know, I love this type of thing. I like shooting You wanted people. to wear the combat um, gear, didn't you? Well, all it was was a helmet. Oh. There wasn't any other combat gear. Yeah. I just wanted to shoot people, shoot kids. <laughs> hmm. well, I'm going to be canceled you. for this. I know it. <laughs> All right, dark humor, dark, very dark. Um, So we did that. We got our masks on, like, got our guns, went and loaded them up, and we spent an hour running through the woods and, like, old houses shooting each other. And uh, I have to say, the kids were really good at it because they're small targets. Oh, yeah, that's true. um, but they're also, you know, they've spent like half their lives playing shooting video games, all of them. So <laughs> they're like quite good at it. Um, and I thought they, like, I thought at least one would cry because it is really painful when you're hit. But um, no one cried. Not even, not even me. Well, that is um, surprising. But, but yeah. Sorry, but with the pellets, like when the, when you're hit. Um, does it leave a bruise or I'm trying to get a feeling of how bad this is? Yeah, so here's what happened. Like that you can put the guns on automatic. They look like machine guns. So it's just spraying pellets, right? Um and so all the ki- all the kids did that and like basically my it was adults versus mm-hmm. kids and my teammates all died and I'm left there and there's like three kids left. And they, <laughs> they just started, like, spraying me with bullets. And uh, it was all in my, like, upper oh. thighs. And I have, like, I have like uh, eight massive bruises with little red marks oh, in the middle. Oh, my word. It was horrible. Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, because I was thinking, <laughs> I mean, how do you die? Do you get, do you get a hit in a certain space? When you get hit, like, no, when you get hit once, you have to, like, leave the course. Um, or you can have, like, a couple mm-hmm. lives. But um, but if it's on automatic, then they can just, like, spray it's you with bullets. <laughs> it's really yeah. terrible. I was like, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, yeah. stop. <laughs> oh, my word. The cat, they loved the it. cat is fully concerned as well. Um, with... Yeah, the only time I've played video games, I'm well. Yeah, I'm quite bad at it because I haven't done it loads. But my my player just ran off into the distance, which was quite nice because like the worlds <laughs> they create. I think it was um, Call of Duty. So I was just running off, basically yeah, yeah. on a nature hike, but with like all the guns <laughs> and the combat gear, and. Um, I find Call of Duty quite hard. Personally. Yeah, I mean, I was a complete failure at it, but yeah, it was fun. But then I think I got killed, and then someone had to come and like re revitalize me, and I was very far away from all the action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not running off. I was like, I was really serious about trying to get the kids, but they were a lot better than me. So, such is life. That's great. At some point, your kids. 
overtake you and you just have to accept it. <laughs> um, how about you? How was your weekend? Oh, it was really nice. I want to hear all about um, it. Some of friends' relatives were in town, so we went and did some London things with them. Oh, you know what happened, actually? I was walking to the coffee shop this weekend, and there was this couple outside, and I was just looking at them, and I was like, that looked so, they looked so much like you and Simon. Like, everything about them, I was really? like, it could have been you guys. And I was just wow. staring at them, and I was like, oh, maybe Simon and Calder have like, come to surprise us. Oh, uh, and then I got closer oh and closer, gosh. and it wasn't you, obviously. I'm so sorry to disappoint. Yeah, but I was like, oh, for goodness sake. Like, once I got close, they weren't, it was obvious they weren't you, but like from afar, they could have been. That was very sad. Were they really tall? Yeah, they were tall. The guy had a mustache and the lady had her hair down. Really, really floofy, not floofy hair, but like really flowy hair. I was like, oh, look at those buttes. But it wasn't you. I love that, like, I love that they were in East London and they looked like us. That means we're, like, semi-fashionable, I think. If, like, an East London couple was similar to us. Yeah, sure, if you want. What do you think? Uh, then Thanks for your uh, support. I, I mean, I live in East London and I would say everything I wear is very questionable. But, um... I the other thing we did was we went to this market on yesterday actually that was very nice um super full like you go there you can choose food from anywhere in the world I chose um oh wow and they were making usually I wouldn't get sushi in a market right but they were making it right there so I thought well Mm -hmm. looks fresh to me and also because it was vegan it's not like I'm eating like raw fish that's been sitting out that's true, um, that's true. And then we were sitting there eating our food, all of us, and there was like loads of people around. And Luna was with us, and someone stepped on Luna's tail. And she screamed, <gasps> but oh, like no. she screamed so loud and so long. Like, because I guess the person was still standing on. <laughs> so, so sad, the noise she made. I'm so sorry, but that's so and cute. And the, the poor oh, lady poor just about Lulu. jumped out of her skin. She was so shocked. <laughs> she was so apologetic. And of course, I was down there comforting little Loon, who was fine. Her tail is fine. She'd like you all to know. Oh, my gosh. It was a, everyone stopped. There must have been, you know, because it was crowded. Everyone was staring at us like, is she okay? Um because yeah especially in east london as well like dogs and cats are basically treated like 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 humans humans. probably better than humans uh, the majority of the time (laughs) um oh my gosh you know how they say like animals are like their owners and vice versa mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like so unsurprised by the level of drama that Lulu has at this point. I know. France and I shouldn't say that she's dramatic because someone did stand on her tail, which probably did hurt quite bad. But she is very dramatic. Like every time a dog she is that's so dramatic. slightly larger than her looks at her, she just screams like, 
I am going to die. Do you not realize? Even if the dog is that super friendly poodle or, you know, some kind of nice dog. All dogs are nice. She reminds me of you. Just some are aggressive, which are not nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poorly. Yeah, so that was like the drama oh, of my weekend. Of... Yeah, go ahead. Like, oh, I was going to say, speaking of fashion, oh, um, we had a funny talk about this when I was in Raleigh. So the lovely Krista, who's um, maybe future sister oh, yeah. you know, um, she, <laughs> she is incredibly fashionable, like, I I don't even know anyone more fashionable than her. Well, she was like <laughs> trying on these shoes she had bought online and they were like Doc Martens, but they weren't the boots, which, you know, the, the, classic the Doc Martens boots. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, these were like low Doc Martens. And I swear to God, they look like pilgrim shoes. So this is what happened. Like she tries them on. She's like, aren't these so cute? And literally everyone, well, to be fair, it was me who's not fashionable because I live in yoga pants. And then like three guys and we were all like, what the fuck is that? Like, (laughs) why are you wearing pilgrim shoes? And she was like, so mad at us. She's like, you guys, why would I take fashion advice from you? And we're like, that's fair. But what do you think of these, like, fashion trends? I mean, I think just because something's fashionable doesn't mean you should necessarily wear it. But I don't know. Like, some fashion it I find so ugly. But, okay, I have two things to say about that. First of all, I bought those exact, well, similar shoes for Francesco. Those Doc Martin ones. Um the low top yeah, ones? Yeah, they're kind of smart shoes, so I could see wearing them for a wedding or something. For a friend. So the, really? I mean, they're not the exact ones that Krista bought. These are... Do they have, like, big, big, like, soles, like, platform um, type? No, I mean, this is the, the, the male version. I doubt she bought the male version. Okay. But they're, they're Doc Martins, but, like, dress shoes. Uh, and then the other thing is I bought some clarks do you have clarks over there i'm sure we do i just don't know what they are because i'm not fashionable don't don't keep saying that about yourself because uh, i don't know i i think fashion is just what you want to like being confident in what you wear because if you look at what people wear yes some of it looks aesthetically pleasing but i think if we wear what we're confident in that's probably the better way to go and like that makes you no, you're hundred percent. I'd say confidence gives you a an extra twenty percent edge. I think if you're confident in what you wear, it doesn't matter if you wear like a garbage bag because everyone around you is gonna be like, "Fuck, who is she? Like, she is so cool." You know what I mean? If you just walk in it as if you're on the runway. No one will give a rat's ass what you're actually wearing. I could wearing. see you doing that just down your street in the garbage bag. <laughs> da, 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 da. Um, so true. A lot of I don't uh, know. I live in too small of a neighborhood to do that. It would you have to live in like a bigger city, I think. You have to be more anonymous. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> they know me too well. It's, it's the <laughs> 
What am I trying? There's so many factors to take into consideration with this thing because, for example, I saw someone the other day, actually this couple, and they were dressed very beige, so beige hat, very cool look, but not. <laughs> to be honest, if I could put that together, I, I would be happy. But I that isn't the stuff I usually wear. But I thought, okay, you've both spent hundreds of pounds to look like that, and it does look good. But sometimes, like, I just can't be bothered to put that much effort in. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah, I think there's something to be said for, like, classic looks because they're timeless and you don't have to put any effort in. Like, once you have, like, a good pair of jeans, well, not in London, but I'm talking about America, good pair of jeans and, like, a, a white T-shirt. <laughs> Like, you could literally wear that anywhere, um, and you could dress it up or down with, like, heels or flats, you know? Um, and it's classic, and you don't have to put any effort in. What's that? What's the version of that in London? Because I assume it's not jeans, is it? It's probably really similar, um, but at the moment, everyone wears, like, beige clothes. You know what I mean by beige, That's though? So like, bad. different tones of beige. Yeah. Which is, like, literally just brown. Which is fine, but... That's so... thing. So, I've been walking... Actually, I didn't even oh. tell you the second thing about those shoes that I was going to tell you. So, the Clarks that I bought are sound similar to uh, the Pilgrim shoes that uh, Crystal bought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've... I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I'm a big charity shop fan just because I love the idea of, like... You can get clothes. You can get high-end clothes, or you can get nice clothes for very little. So you can kind of have quite a large variety, and it also. I'm shocked. <laughs> Doesn't fit your profile at all. <laughs> you can hear the sarcasm dripping from my voice. Fran <laughs> hates that I buy from charity shops because it's like. Does he? No, oh, because like he's Italian. Musty That's in why. there, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's not like you're buying people's. I mean, these are clean clothes. It's not. There's nothing. But the smell it is, doesn't smell bad. Yeah, it's I just agree. a kind of. I agree. Or with Fran, with Fran, because like, it has those weird like spray perfumes as well, in the dressing room, at least here. Like motion activated. No, we don't have that. And it always smells. It always smells like used when you go in there. It is a bit of a guilty pleasure, but I really like. I'm weirdly obsessed with going to charity shops, um, which take you know take it or leave it. That's my one of my things. I like. I think like honestly, I think the majority would. A hundred percent agree with you. Like it's very cool. I think to like go find really cool designer stuff in charity shops. I like. I have this weird thing where when I was like really poor, um, like when I had like not a dollar to my name, I used to go to charity shops to shop, and that would be like my activity for the day because I couldn't afford to do anything else, and. <laughs> Ever since then, like, I just can't bring myself to walk into one because I associate it with that. It's like, the, it, like, feels 
weird to me to go in. So I don't even walk in them. That's, I mean, it's fair. And I think it's also slightly more of a... I think there's slightly different perceptions in the States than here with charity shops. Yeah, I don't think there is. I think people who are like cool and hip like you, they all shop at charity shops. I think it's quite a similar vibe. Hmm. You have to be quite picky. So my strategy for... Ch- Man, I haven't finished a single thought I brought up today. Probably my fault. My strategy when I go to charity shops is I feel the material first without even looking at the... So I go around, I feel all the material. If I find something I like... (laughs) Why are you laughing? Hold up. I'm just imagining you walking down the aisle with your little fingers, (laughs) like, feeling up all the material. Imagine you, like, someone standing there and you think it's a piece of clothing. You just start feeling them up and they're like, excuse me. Oh, the guy. Um, yeah, so I feel all of the material. Then I, if I like anything, then I look at the, um, like, the the thing. And then I never try them on. I just take mm-hmm. whatever I want. Um, yeah, but I'm very selective. But, I mean, I, yeah, found some amazing things. Um, and then I'm sure yeah it's very clever I think yeah my favorite thing is then people ask me oh I love your coat where is it from and I I say because they you know I say the brand that it's from because I'm not there to confuse people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, they're like oh and I, I just imagine them like heading off to the store and looking because it's probably two years old or something, so it's like not gonna be in in the store anymore. You're so bougie. Instead of saying you got it from this charity shop, you're like, oh, I got it from Dolce and. Oh Yvonne. no 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 no! I mean, there isn't anything really designer in these shops. It's more like high street stuff. Oh okay. With like some nicer bits. Okay okay. It's like nice-ish. Yeah, it's like pretty run-of-the-mill. But instead of being 30 pounds for a t-shirt, oh, craziness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's two pounds. And instead of the coat costing yeah. 80 pounds, which like I can, let's say I can afford 80 pounds for a coat, but I would rather have a lovely meal and wear my 10-pound coat. Um, so I got both there. Uh, yeah, but... Um, I don't know. I I think I would like to feel more free with fashion. Sometimes I get really restricted by it, but I, yeah, the more that I can put stuff together, that just makes me feel great. I I love that. Um, and yeah, one time I did my whole wardrobe. So for the whole week, I made outfits, <laughs> like put outfits <laughs> together. So extra who has time I mean, for in that? theory it's a time saver no because then in the morning you just throw i it suppose on. so i yeah, didn't yeah. wear a single one of them i was way too scared because <laughs> i'd got like the cute little skirt with the tights and stuff and i was just totally uh-huh, chickened uh-huh. out i was like there's no way i'm wearing that i and i wore my yeah my trousers and t-shirt or whatever i always wear Oh, that's sad. I want to see your fashion. Well, if you do do it, send pics and we'll share them on the ground. Well, I think we no should pressure. eat. Oh, uh, you don't like going to charity shops. I'll I'll do it. If I you think we should me. each 
Get one outfit each. Okay. Okay.、Um, and then have a contest. We'll do a vote from our Instagram followers. See which one. They okay.、Like、okay. It's on. All right. I like it. It's on.、Um, All right. Shout out to our Instagram. If you don't follow it, it's Skin and Blister Pod. Is that? What If you type that in, you'll definitely find us. <laughs> I don't、this. even remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.、Um, But yeah, no, I know what you mean. I I want to branch out with my fashion too because I think mine is well. Let's be honest. Now all it is is literally yoga pants every single day, like because it's comfortable and it looks good. But like that is so boring. So what I do is I'll go shopping right with all these good intentions, and I'll be like, oh, that's like out of my comfort zone. I'm、mm-hmm. gonna buy that and. You know, look more fashionable. Guess what happens? It goes in the closet to die.、Yeah. Every time I look at it, I'm like, "Why did I ever buy that? I'm never gonna wear that." And I never once wear it. That's the problem. Like every time I try, I don't end up wearing it. Does this happen it does, to you? It does for sure.、Um, yeah, it does. Yeah, and then I go in the closet and I'm like, I have nothing to wear, even though there's loads of clothes in there. Me too.、Uh, and then I go and order like five more pairs of black yoga pants. I mean, that there's the other option, which is like a what is it called? A capsule wardrobe. Where what do you have? Like yoga pants, couple of nice t-shirts. It does make your your day easier to throw something on. Yeah, I mean, it's just like with. With what I do, like you know, my physical job, and then also I go to the gym a lot, like right after work. So it makes sense, like, not to wear anything fashionable, because like basically no one sees me all day anyway. And like, if I'm not doing it for myself, which I'm not, because I just want to be comfortable, I'm not definitely not going to do it for like one other person, you know. So I guess on the weekends would be when I should. Branch out, and I don't. Yeah, maybe. It's maybe gotten to the point where、yeah. Simon's like, "Oh, you're wearing yoga pants again? Shocking." Well, it's none of his business. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Well, the thing is, I tried wearing jeans. I branched out. I wore jeans, right? This is、no、me branching out. No one wants to wear jeans, jeans, but okay. Yeah. So I wore them on Saturday, and then we went and like shot each other, right? And what happened was, whenever I had to like crouch down behind like a barrier in the woods, the knees ripped out of my jeans. So then, like, I'm <laughs> later on, I'm like sitting there on the couch, and there, you know, there were other neighbors over、um, for the kiddo's birthday party. And they were like making fun of me, like, "Hey, Kelda, like, did you know your jeans have big holes in them?" Because they were trying to say that like I had bought them ripped、yeah. already, and like make fun of that trend. And I was like, "Actually, <laughs> I didn't buy them like this." And they were like, "No way, that." Just... And I was like, "Yeah, it, now, now they're more fashionable now that they're broken than they used to be before they broke." So that was oh man, people. People cannot see a pair of broken jeans and not say that, like, ha ha ha. Do you realize that stupid thing? 
It's such a thing. I know. It's, it is such a thing. But I do have to say, like, those ones where the entire thigh is cut out, like, that's a bit much, I think. Because, like, imagine, for me, like, thinking about having to wear those, would it would be so strange. It's just not very practical. And, like, when do you wear them? In, like, summer? Because if you wear them in winter, you're going to freeze. But if you wear them in summer, your thighs will be cool, but then your calves will still be too hot. So, yeah, I just don't know about <laughs> this. I mean, do what you want, but not my thing. Um, I have When I was watering plants in the coffee shop once, I was wearing my favorite stretchy jeans. Do you know about these? Legging jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jeggings, they're called, Saz. Jegging. They're called jeggings. Uh, it's a thing. They weren't jeggings, I don't believe. I think they were more jeans than leggings. What, legging jeans? They were jeans, That's called but jegging. they had a bit of stretch to them. They were skinny <laughs> jeans, but more stretchy. Okay, okay. Um, And I was watering plants, and they were old, and anyway... Long story short, I stepped off the chair and they split down the right down the middle. So like, what did you do? To, How did you get home? I tried to jump around my waist and I ran to the charity shop. Yep. And I bought a pair of light blue <laughs> trousers. Um, that is classic to tie. Like I always do that if my jeans yeah, rip. Yeah, it was. I just it was tie a sweater around. like right down there. Like so, so <laughs> exposing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's not good. Um, that's but not good at all. Yeah, that was funny. But um, yeah, I, but I think you should be super confident in your fashion. Every time I see what you wear, I'm like, oh, she's got the looks. I just, yeah, I can't. Like, I used to care more, but recently it's just... I think it's winter. Like, no one cares about it in winter. We're just trying to stay warm and and cozy at this point. Exactly. It's too much. Yeah. And, like, no one sees you anyway in winter, so it doesn't matter. Um, We, uh... What do you... Do you ever sing karaoke? I... I did once, and that was the last time. Um, how drunk do you have to get in order to dare to sing? Well, do you want me to tell you about the one time I did sing karaoke? Yes. It was very soon. It was 2015 and I left the commune in 2012. So it wasn't that. It was, no, no, sorry. It was even less. I think it was about six months after I'd left. And for my birthday, I was working in a coffee shop. And for my birthday, I booked a Halloween, a karaoke room for all my colleagues at the coffee shop and me to go and sing. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, I was so excited. Like, I went to the the bar and I, like, arranged it all, put a deposit down. Um, Then we get there and all these friends start showing up. Um... And we went in and started singing karaoke. And obviously, I didn't know a single song. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what were you planning to sing? Like like a commune song? Like some hymn exactly. or something? 
No, I just hadn't thought it through. <laughs> and I thought, oh, karaoke is a fun thing to do. But I did not know any song. And then um, I ended up like on the street just crying out of frustration. What? Yeah, I think I was overwhelmed because like everyone came and I was like very overwhelmed by that, probably with joy. This is says uh, like God forbid people actually show yeah. up for me. That's the last time I ever had a birthday like, party. It's like that um you know when it's like that thing where you're like you want people to be your friends but then you're like you know you don't actually expect anyone to be your friend, right? Because social anxiety. Right. And then when they do show up you're like too many. Oh my god, this is too much. Like, I didn't actually want anyone to come because I wanted to prove to myself that I didn't have any friends. Oh no. Yeah, it was a bit like that. But what about you? Have you done karaoke before? Oh, yeah, god, so, uh, do you have something to say, Claudette? You want to sing us some karaoke? Sorry, guys. Cat life. Um... Yeah, so that's why I brought it up was because on Saturday night, um, we were all sitting around drinking. The boys had a sleepover, um, the four four kids, and they were upstairs, like, half killing each other, as boys do. Apparently, this is what, like, boys who are 9 to 11 years old do. They, like, just fight all oh, the gosh. time. And it's like this Lord of the Flies thing. Yeah. And so basically what we do is just like ignore it and sit downstairs and hope they all survive. But um, so we were like, oh, let's do karaoke. Like this was a while into the evening when, you know, we've had a couple drinks and they had bought like a karaoke machine for Christmas. So we start singing karaoke. Wait, what are you drinking at this point? (laughs) uh, it was kind of a mix, um, oh, some red wine, yeah, some red wine and, oh, whiskey. My word. Yeah, it was a bad mix. Shocker. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got out the karaoke machine. Literally, I think we got it out at like 10 mm-hmm. or 11. We sang karaoke till 3 a.m. Oh, my word. <laughs> Like to nonstop. Be now, if I was slightly tipsy with my, like with you guys, I would do it for sure. Or like with my friends, I would definitely be up for karaoke. Cause like now I it know was all the songs. So fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd sing some Lady Gaga. Oh, I'm really into that new Miley Cyrus yeah. song, the Flowers one. Have Which you one? heard it? I don't even. Oh my no. word! You gotta listen to that. It's called Flowers. Okay, um, okay. I'll report back. Oh, you know what I would sing? Oh my gosh! Oh I'm yeah, Cardi B. That would be fun. I um, I sang a bunch of like old, old classic rock because I'm lame. Give like us that. an example. And then, uh, well, some Beatles. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, like, yeah, some uh. Let's see what else. Oh, I did like some country as well. I did a T Swift love story. That's oh, a good one for Taylor karaoke. Swift, classic for karaoke. Excellent. Yeah, T Swift. Um, and I I sang Shallow with Krista, oh, so good. which was like everyone was crying by the end. But yeah, 
It's a good one because it's like quite short and it's like so intense. It's like quite fun to sing. I ended it off with a Spice Girls wannabe. And I was pretty hoarse by then, so, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Basically, how karaoke looked for all of us was, like, just screaming into the microphone. Oh, my word. Okay. <laughs> so we're just, And then everyone else singing along. Um, but then Krista, she's, you know, she's like a performer, like an actual performer. She sings New York State of Mind. And it was like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Like we were all completely silent and we were just like, how is this even possible? It's so beautiful. But um, then after the kids got up the next day, they told us that we kept them up till 3 a.m. and that they hated us. So that but happened. I should um, also say that a lot of things seem really beautiful when you've had wine and whiskey, so... I mean, that's a good point. (laughs) I did notice, though. So then I I had to come home yesterday and go straight to my other friend's birthday party. It was like a birthday extravaganza weekend. Um, Yeah, (laughs) your Saz's nightmare. Organized Um, fun. You know, it was fun. Yeah, the chicken said... Mom, I think I'm a bit birthdayed out right now. And I said, it's okay. We just have to get through this one more oh, yeah. thing. You can do it. He's got really good boundaries for himself. That's good. Um, but yeah, he's like more adult about it than I am, I think. But um, so we went to this pool hall and I was playing pool, right? And like, I was just so bad, so bad. And I didn't want to drink because I just wanted to like, you know, recover from the weekend. And, but I literally like, I couldn't get a ball in the hole. So I was like, I'll just have, <laughs> I'll just have one beer. And sure enough, the minute I had a beer, like I was hitting them in. Like there's just something about being a bit relaxed when you're trying to do something competitive like that, that really helps. Is that how you are too with, with pool or like ping sure pong or i was just thinking that i was just thinking maybe i should take a shot before i play tennis because this is one of my what if i did it before jujitsu just one one beer yeah or try to i mean why not push yourself <laughs> goals no i don't know i don't i don't really it's a funny one i don't really like drinking anymore but i do think... i don't love it it is quite fun like you definitely have to if you're gonna have fun karaoke because otherwise like you can't handle it it's too bad to to handle sober sure yeah like this no i agree with you people singing it's just yeah there's a place there's a place it's interesting but i do think i do do a bit of karaoke when i'm cleaning the house sometimes that's fun We do have a question, um, and I love the title of the email. Quote, the pod is a gift from God. Thank oh. you, thank you. That's a cool title. Um, says, greetings, ladies. Happy New Year belated. I just love your pod so much. It always makes me smile, laugh, and gives me proper chortles. Also, lots of food oh, for thought. Oh, thank you. Lovely um, to hear from you. 
so kind. Uh, the latest episode, you got a question about time travel and healing with strangers. It reminded me a bit of the show Black Mirror. There are several episodes of this show that remind me of the commune. This question topic of discussion may seem a bit far out, but I want to chance my arm anyways. My partner and I watched an episode of Black Mirror called Archangel. It really brought up a lot of good discussion. Whether you have watched the episode or not, what are your thoughts on children having access to technology? What is enough? What is too much? Specifically violence regarding video games, even YouTube videos. Also the way children are influenced by opinions on the TV and the internet regarding race, sex, religion, and human interaction of all sorts. Do you think your, our upbringing in the commune was better because you were sheltered from these potential negative influences? Okay. I think that's a two-parter. Um, first of all, I'm going to say yeah. Kez told us both to watch that episode, but I chickened out. I've watched Black Mirror before and got like really freaked out. So, um, However, mm. you did watch it, so maybe let's hear first from you. Sure, sure. Yeah, I watched it last night, um, and that was the first app of that show I watched. Um, I don't usually like these, you know, dark, these shows that are quite dark with, like, nothing really redeeming or humorous in them. Like, it's a bit much. It's, it's too much, like, real life for me. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I watched it, and yeah, I think, like, it was interesting because in the episode, um, they had, like, a kid showing another kid like some violent stuff and porn on an iPad. And um, it did raise like those questions like, you know, if kids do have access to technology, like how they're quite clever. So even if you put on parental controls, um, they can definitely figure out how to get around them. And I just think that as a mom, too, of a kid who's about to be a teenager in the next few years, um, I think, like, keeping it from them in a controlled setting as long as possible is, like, a positive. However, uh, I also do think that if you take that too far and you're too controlling, it can affect their social life really negatively because... So much of relating to other kids now is, you know, talking about video games or, you know, YouTube stars or whatever it is. Um, so I think there's a definite balance to be found there. Um, my son is at an age now where I may be completely foolish and wrong, but I think he's still um, not yet at the age where it's going to become like really scary and I'll have to figure out like exactly how much he can have and all that. He doesn't really have any like personal devices um, that he uses on a regular basis. So, and I, another thing that I do do is um, I don't have like everyone our age, I don't have like cable TV. So because I think like advertisements are especially bad for impressionable kids um, so I generally only watch things with him that don't have ads. But this is a really interesting question. I mean, he's definitely, when he's away from, you know, my 
my household, like, he's definitely exposed to more, like, violent stuff on video games. And, um, and I do allow, like, some of that because I do think that it's the world we live in. And if you protect kids completely, like, they'll be totally unprepared for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a tricky question. Do you, what do well, you think I was just going to ask you first, do you follow, um, you know, movies and these things have different ratings. Do you generally follow those? Mm. Parental guidance. Um, I don't like, I wouldn't show him an R rated movie, but I definitely show him like PG 13 movies which are technically for 13-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think if he's watching that stuff with me there to discuss it, and I know he's going to, like, watch worse without me, right? Mm. So if we can kind of slowly expose to that stuff with me there so we can talk about it, you know, and he can see my reactions to it and all that, I think that's a good thing to, like, model, you know, um the level of i don't know i could be totally wrong but the level of exposure model like what i find shocking and what i don't and so he can kind of get an idea of all that um but yeah i, I don't know it's i i have no idea what i'm doing i'm just crap shooting yeah sure <laughs> i mean that's kind of the same as i would think um the i i don't have children so i'm not thinking about that specifically but i i can say for us as kids uh whenever we watch so we would occasionally watch a movie like once a mm -hmm. year it would be that like mary poppins mm -hmm. or i think we watched lion king lion king once and it was yeah. you know a big occasion i would i wouldn't be able to watch it as a kid so i would like get too upset which i don't I mean, it's hard to even imagine how that's possible, but I, I guess I was just very empathetic. Yeah, you were ultra sensitive. Yeah, and also, yeah, you were. You were. I mean, I had a very vivid imagination, so I mean, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, is it better? But do you think if you'd been exposed more, you would have been prepared more for the outside world? Or do you think it was a good thing that you weren't? That's a very good question. So even now, I don't watch anything that has, you know, I mean, Black Mirror is very, I would say that's probably very mild, um, isn't it? But, like, I, I don't watch it. You're not out there watching Tarantino movies with a gratuitous violence? No, or I just, like, won't watch those parts. I'm very, I, I mm -hmm. just, I don't mm -hmm. want to watch any violence. I, I don't know what it is. I think I'm just very, like, I, I I know that stuff happens and I can imagine it very easily. Like, I can picture it in my, if I read a news article about, like, this kind of thing, I, like, I can, you know, I get quite involved mentally with that. Mm -hmm. um, so then what I do is instead of kind of trying to make myself more, um, numb to it I guess I just I don't do I don't like really involve myself with that but but I don't I don't know if it's good for kids the other one I would say is interesting 
and very current issue is like kids finding porn and stuff because that is something we were super i mean guarded from really like but now i would say kids any kid with access to a to the internet i mean a device yeah because even if there's parental controls you can work around it like there are ways and kids are very clever Mm -hmm. um i would say like that was a definite net positive for us probably not seeing that that we weren't exposed to stuff like porn really young yeah i think i mean i am like incredibly opinionated on this but i do think like watching hardcore porn really young could be incredibly damaging to kids um because it's one it's like incredibly unrealistic <laughs> and it creates like weird ideas around like what's healthy sex is and like and it's also can be addictive so it's just like exposure to drugs when you're young and that being a danger or alcohol i think it's also like a danger um and i don't think you can like totally protect them from it but i mean you definitely can't um i've heard some people you know i've i'm on mom forums like local moms and they talk about this a lot with their teenage kids like what do i do with this i found them watching porn like yeah you know what like how do i talk them to them about this like do i take away all their devices like and I think everyone obviously has different opinions but some people even say like okay if they're gonna do it anyway like at least introduce them to like more realistic like it's called like feminist porn but really it's just like more normal (laughs) sexual interactions instead of these like crazy situations so I don't know like I I really don't know it it is a challenge for parents of our generation definitely Mm. and I think we're still figuring it out yeah and then it's an interesting the things that I find interesting about that are I think sex is so different for every person you have to find what works for you and what's pleasurable for you um Mm mm-hmm yeah and then i guess also the yeah like you said the inequality that could be there your cats are going nuts yeah and yeah i'm sorry about that (laughs) like i do think the your kid has like a certain right to privacy as well and to discovering their own coping mechanisms and um and their own like preferences with everything and so it's also like how much you know do you monitor this and I think this is the answer to this is very individual um because you know like you some kids are way more sensitive than other kids and their imagination like really does them in if they see violent Mm. stuff and then some kids you know are totally insensitive and you know it wouldn't bother them that much and and then it's probably similar with you know like stuff like porn you know how I think it's like an you just have to take an individual approach with your child and essentially like teach them 
how you know how you deal with this stuff like and teach them like what is and isn't okay or excessive and and it will be different for every individual so i think like it's more about listening and and believing like what's realistic about your kid instead of a one-size-fits-all solution yeah there's a lot of for me there would be a lot of fear about having a child and having them have access to um, this kind of thing because I don't know that much about it. Like I said, like I don't expose mm -hmm. myself to a lot of this stuff just because I'm a bit, <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to and I'm an adult so I like make those choices, right? I think if I was a kid, I would be more experimental with this kind of thing. But nowadays I'm like, I, know, I kind mm -hmm. of know myself a bit better. But if I... Yeah, like I would be quite fearful, but I also think there's a certain amount of each generation has its own challenges and this is yeah, like something yeah. for this generation that's a big challenge, but then also there's certain yeah. tropes to like childhood and teenagehood that every generation goes through. No yeah matter. just in yeah, a different like, form maybe like these kids are gonna go through it but like more on the internet which is it can feel quite scary mm -hmm. for me but it's also like this idea that like the young people always kind of scare the older people there's always something you know new I mean, by like what they do yeah um but yeah it's a really good question it's definitely something i've thought about with you know the my nieces and nephews um it's i don't i don't know if it's yeah say like a yes. ne negative or positive from the way we grew up i mean i don't know yeah because like i still had struggle with using computers and stuff where other people like know exactly what they're doing and also it's it's a part of culture if you isolate your child from culture of the time they're going to have issues later on as adults, like trying trying to figure out where their place is in that culture, for good or for bad. I mean, some people happily live on the outside of society mm -hmm. for their whole lives, and then some people who are raised on the outside of society, like, really struggle their whole lives and resent that. So, yeah, again, I think it's, you know, it's very individual. Um, but I will say... Um, not that you should take my parenting advice because I, it's all a crapshoot, like I said, which I think most parents have told me it feels the same for them. Um, but I used to be really extreme and protective of my child, sure. um, to where like, you know, I wouldn't let him eat sugar. I wouldn't let him eat fast food, just completely like cut him off from everything that I had a strong opinion about it being negative, I'd barely let him have screen time. Um, and the thing that happened is he, you know, his dad and I separated and we don't have any communication for safety reasons, but he'll go to his dad's and like have a massive like influx of all of that stuff. Cause his parenting style is completely opposite from mine. Um, and so then what he doesn't know how to do is, like, regulate his intake of video games, TV, you know, junk food, because it's also novel. 
and so like fun that he gets to do it for a whole weekend right so then what I've done is not taught him how to Mm self-regulate and I don't necessarily think that parenting by being ultra protective is the way to go I think that exposing your kids to things with you in a safe environment is far preferable to just protecting them from everything because then they'll have the tools once they're out of your house and you can't control them to deal with all of it. So I, I think that applies to like most things in parenting. I probably. think that's a very good point. I think with the, yeah, there has to be a certain amount of, um, exp- yeah, kids, I guess for the modern world, they need to be exposed to a certain amount of this stuff to, to be able to realize what they want to take part in and what they don't um yeah and learn how to moderate things as speaking well. of moderation uh <laughs> i made blueberry muffins this week weekend because i couldn't you ever get <laughs> it you when you cannot stop thinking about something i always get it with food things mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. with the mexican wedding cake i got it with food and now with the muffins i yeah. got it and i was like Oh my gosh, I have to have blueberry muffins for like two days. And then finally I was like, okay, I've got a moment to spare blueberry muffins in the oven. So I whip them up, <laughs> blah, 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 into the oven. They come out and I'm like eating them. They're so hot. Oh, they were so good. But yeah, the moderation wasn't there. But that, but I do think it's an interesting <laughs> thing because I don't, a lot of, did you eat all of them? I'm going to eat one as soon as we're done with this pod. There's one left. How many did you eat when they were Well, you see, I had a strategy. So my strategy was I only uh-huh. made a very small batch. Um, very good, very I, good. I don't... I do see people enjoy... Like, really enjoying certain foods. Like, let's say a type of... Uh, crisp that they ate as a kid I don't get that with Mm -hmm. a lot of foods but then what I've realized is we weren't exposed to those foods as kids so it's like I can have it but I don't it doesn't bring up any kind of emotional tie for me Mm -hmm. like Twinkies disgusting like no never yeah (laughs) but you you give me a entire like pie pie, sure exactly Blueberry yeah. muffins. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. I don't really mind. I think sometimes when you think about a food like, I really must have blueberry pie, and then you make it and you you sit down and devour it, I think that's quite a, a healthy choice in some ways. I think that's kind of feeding. Is it? I'm going to keep saying that today. Because I do that when I'm feeding. (laughs) (laughs) I do that usually when I'm feeding some emotional lack inside of me, right? So, like... Yeah, but what's wrong with... I'm feeling dysregulated. Oh. Well, well, I'm feeling dysregulated emotionally, so I regulate it with, you know, feel-good feelings from food. I don't know. It's not ne- it's not necessarily bad because I don't do it often enough that it causes massive problems for me, I guess. But at the same time, like at some point I would like to learn to deal with those emotions 
inwardly. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but it's an interesting thing. Or maybe it's okay to cope with food. I don't know. I get a lot of satisfaction and tranquility from cooking and baking, so I I do um, Me too. Me too. to do it. But, I mean, it's better than what you used to do, go to the shooting range. <laughs> Wait, what? You used to go to the shooting range <laughs> if you were, like, stressed. Or am I making that up? I mean, I've been like a, I've been a few times. It's really fun. Yeah, fair enough. I would sure, go again. Sure. She did it this weekend, folks. <laughs> no, now I just shoot. Now I just shoot children with pellets. There's a certain satisfaction that can be found. It's very satisfying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I heard of this like thing where this mom was like really mad at her no. kids. So she went to the car wash and like just like shut them in the car and just sprayed the car as hard as she could with the water. <laughs> and then she felt much better afterwards and no one was harmed. Sure, yeah, I do think there's a certain amount of just kind of removing any danger obviously, but then letting yourself go Yeah, a little but then like times. Yeah, yeah. Everything in moderation. Remember oh, do that you have frog and toad book calling my name that we always so read. Maybe we should. Do you have any words? Wait, 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 wait. Uh oh. Yes, frog and toad <laughs> had a cookie okay. jar. Remember this story, and they uh, it sat there, and they thought, you know, I'm going to eat one a day. But the more it sat there, and the more they looked at it, they just thought, I I can't resist this cookie and so what they did was they got the jar down and then suddenly all the cookies were gone and i don't remember how it ends is this a word of wisdom <laughs> are you just retelling frog and there toad? was a whole lesson to it okay. there was a whole lesson but i don't remember what it was so word of wisdom uh be moderate indulge sometimes but make sure it's not too often. And um, as long as you're not harming yourself or others in your indulgence, I think it's okay sometimes, but just keep checking in with yourself. How much are you using that versus actually doing the work to become better? And if you're doing the work, go ahead, indulge sometimes. Saz, what's yours? I was just thinking about how much you like butter and how you don't really moderate. <laughs> that, that is one place you do not have any moderation. Our whole family and you know what? Like I'm okay that, with that. With butter. I think, I mean, it's delicious. We so are. You say, but... It's got to be the British because the Brits, like, they love this rich, you know, like, rich fat, like, cream, butter. It's from our mom, for sure. It's got to be our British roots. Yeah, our mom always made it such a big thing, didn't she? Like, such an emotional, like, connection to it. So I think we all have that. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a word of wisdom. I just think, yeah, let's start to notice little signs of spring. It's still January, so stop getting Uh, people's hopes up. It was, yeah, I broke a little sweat on the tennis court today. I think it was mostly because everyone else was so good and I was um, having to run around a lot. How did it feel? 
When you were doing tennis today, how did that feel for you? Oh, thanks for asking. I don't know why, well, why, oh my word, why or where these people came from, but for some reason there was loads of very um, skilled individuals. One of them even lo looked like Djokovic. Um, oh, wow. I don't think it was. No, it couldn't have been. Maybe it was. No, it wasn't. No! It was? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have let him on the court, surely. Um, anyway, yeah, there was a, an influx of very skilled individuals, which I just thought, come on now, we're learning here. Let us learn. Mm. Um, Maybe they just wanted to beat up someone who wasn't as good, so they felt good about themselves. Yeah, I mean, we were doing this activity, and this guy kept telling me how to do it. And I was like, listen, mate, this is the first time I've done this. Let's all take a moment to appreciate uh, that. Oh, my God. I hate that. When It's one thing if you're asking, like, how do you do sure. this? It's another if some guy is like, I'm clearly better than you without even knowing. And then they just start giving you all this unsolicited advice. That's how I felt. Listen up, everyone. Unsolicited advice. No one wants it. I know I always give you words of wisdom. And I apologize for that <laughs> because I know you don't want unsolicited advice. I do love your words of wisdom. <laughs> so you can just do them for me. Um. Well, okay. I think we should close and wish everyone a lovely week. And thank you for listening. Send us your questions. That's all. Send us your feedback. Much love to all. We love you so Bye. much. Bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening to Skin and Blister. If you have questions or comments, please email us at skinandblisterpod at gmail.com.